Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Echo Corpus Christi Podcast, the podcast featuring Corpus Christi's creators, makers, doers, and builders. Stephen Hansen is our guest on today's episode. Stephen's a local songwriter, musician, audio and sound engineer, worship leader, and venue promoter. Several years ago, Stephen transformed the open-air courtyard of a local church into a music venue designed for audiences to have a true listening experience. The venues appropriately named the churchyard, although in this interview, I'm pretty sure I called it the courtyard several times. We recorded on stage at the churchyard, which is on busy Staple Street in Corpus, so you're going to hear cars going by, birds chirping in the background, maybe some kids playing on the jungle gyms nearby, but that's really part of the beauty of what Stephen created. He carved a music venue out of the rawness of a courtyard, and the churchyard has since hosted some of the best local, regional, and national singer-songwriters and bands. Stephen lets us behind the curtain, and I know you're going to be excited to go experience a show at the churchyard as its new season gets underway. Thanks for listening. Let's visit with Stephen. Well, Stephen Hansen, thank you so much for joining the Echo Corpus Christi podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So why don't you go ahead and, and talk a little bit about your Corpus Christi history. Were you born here? How did you get here? How long have you lived here? Oh, goodness. So uh, my father's Navy, and we moved here when I was about eight years old. Okay. I was born in California, and we moved here when I was eight. And so my mom is from Corpus Christi, and that's one of the reasons we moved back to Corpus Christi. Uh, when my dad got out of the Navy, we kind of landed here and, and stayed. Um, so I did a lot of growing up here in Corpus Christi. Okay. Uh, went to Del Mar College for a little while and um, did that for a season. And then I uh, went to a uh, recording school in Florida uh, called Full Sail to learn about audio engineering and uh, sound recording and all that stuff. So then uh, eventually I got married, moved uh, to Austin and mm -hmm. uh, did about 10 years in Austin. And my wife and I uh, decided to move back to Corpus after that. So I'm, I'm a musician and an audio engineer. Uh, so um, I brought a lot of those things back to Corpus with me Very when I good. came. I experienced sure. some really great stuff in Austin. And when we got here as a musician, um, I immediately started looking for places to mm -hmm. play, and uh, and I was, it was hard. There it was a, it wasn't Austin, that's right? For sure. Of course. Uh, of so, course. Um, I think that was out out of that was born this desire to have a good place to play. Actually, as a musician, um, and that's and that and I guess we've been here about ten years now. Well, that's exciting for sure. So I guess we should probably let our listeners know that we are sitting outdoors right now in a venue called the Churchyard, which we're going to talk a little bit about, a little bit more about later on, um, but a little bit more biography and background from you. So you mentioned you went to a recording school and that you're a musician and a sound engineer. What do you do professionally here in Corpus? I work for City Church, which is a non-denominational church here in Corpus Christi. Okay. It's actually where the Churchyard is. Oh, right. Um, so... I've been uh, at City Church for ever since we moved here for, uh, for about 10 years. And um, I guess maybe three years in, uh, we bought a new facility. Mm -hmm. We were uh, able to buy a new facility. And, and in that new facility, we had this really beautiful, uh, undeveloped, but beautiful courtyard. Um, and it was a, a good friend of ours who was going to the church um, is a 
a contractor and a builder, and uh, he would buy properties mm -hmm. and. He, uh, he had built a few nightclubs and he had built uh, some venues, some music venues, and, and he uh, became a good friend of mine because he likes music. Awesome. And so we would go to lunch a lot and talk, and he pitched this idea one day. He's like, what if we took that courtyard mm -hmm. and made it into a, 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 a music, a live music space? Right. And having the proclivities that I have, I, I immediately jumped on that right. and I said, I think that would be a great idea. How are we going to pay for it? Right, of course. <laughs> and and he, he being who he is, immediately started, said, I can handle that. Awesome. And, uh, and so he was able to, um, through different ways that he does that, find money to, to be able, and people to be able to help us do that. So we envisioned a space. We uh, built a concrete stage. Mm -hmm. We uh, put a, a, a back uh, cinder block wall on it and we eventually built a canopy over it and this is all in a in a grass courtyard that's surrounded by a cedar fence um, and and right I, off of staples and, and right off of staples yeah <laughs> that's why in, we're in, some in, other noise. in some sometimes yeah. this you would just not envision this being a place where you would go to listen to live music mm -hmm. but right off the bat we we started having shows out here well, we it's, just started it's a really neat spot down. I mean we're here surrounded by the church buildings itself, so we're truly in a courtyard, which yeah. I guess is where the name churchyard came from. But we're also sitting on, what is this, a 12 by 30 foot stage, give mm -hmm. or take, yep. uh, with a really nice cover and some of those really fun Christmas lights hanging over it, and it looks like there's a lighting system, and I'm sure that you being an audio guy have the whole thing rigged for good sound, and you're able to make a pretty good production out here. Absolutely. Uh, right off the bat, one of the first things we realized that uh, even though we are right off of Staple Street, the sound in here is actually really good. Mm -hmm. it, it's very intimate, and absolutely, uh, that that is, I, I'd say probably if I were to describe the churchyard in a word, it would be that. It would be intimate. Intimate. Uh, you are the stage is not super high. Mm -hmm. The uh, the area, the sweet spot for the audience is is very close and intimate with the stage, and yet the space is large enough to host. 400 people, you know, in, in the audience, uh, three or 400 people standing and about uh, 250 seated. And so you can get a, a fair amount of people in here. And, and so what we realized right off the bat was that the space lended itself very well to singer-songwriters mm -hmm. and folk styles of music that were uh, really geared around storytelling. Because of the intimacy right. of the space, it was like you're sitting in an I guess it would be akin to something more like a house concert, mm -hmm. uh, but a large house concert. Right, exactly right. right. Nobody I know has a house this big. <laughs> <laughs> right, we haven't done too many 250-seated right. uh, concerts in people's houses, right? So how long has the courtyard, or the churchyard rather, been in operation? I guess we've been doing concerts for, I think this is our fourth or fifth season. Um, okay. What we've found, uh, being an outdoor venue, is... Uh, weather is an issue right and um, specifically in South Texas mm -hmm. weather is an issue uh, it's either too hot or it's too right. cold so we have to very, uh, be very careful uh, with what season we choose to do concerts in I, I want it to be comfortable obviously sure. but then again we've also found that uh, Corpus Christians are pretty resilient <laughs> and they will, they will come out to just about anything sure. at, 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 at different you know temperatures and We've had shows out here with, you know, when it's been misting, and we've had shows when it's been steamy hot, and sometimes it's a little chilly, and then we've had those those 
moments where it's everything is just perfect. Right. Where the where the weather agrees with everything that we're doing and awesome. And for uh, sure. and and so yeah, we've been doing it for about four seasons. I guess that equals out to about we probably had about forty-five to fifty different acts at the okay. churchyard so far. So let's talk a little bit about. Uh, I'm assuming the churchyard's open to the public, right? It is. So, who comes? What can they do? Do they bring kids? Do they bring their own chairs? Do, does the churchyard provide seating? Talk a little bit about the logistics of the churchyard. Great question. Um, in fact, I get a lot of phone calls. I'm sure, you do. <laughs> get a lot yeah. of phone calls from people who hear about a show, they hear about an artist who's coming to the churchyard and they want to go see it, but they've never heard of the churchyard. Okay. Oh, well, what's the churchyard? So, they, they call or go to our website. And, uh, and that's some of the first questions. Well, do you have seating? Mm -hmm. Is there concessions? And those kinds of things, logistics. So um, yes to some of those. We have seating. Okay. We have uh, lawn chairs. Mm -hmm. So the way it works is when you walk in through the door, um, you pay for your ticket or you bring your ticket that you've bought online and then you can grab a lawn chair. They're right okay. in the front, they're free. You just grab them and you kind of sit wherever you want. And it's very casual, um, and it's kind of like you're hanging out in somebody's backyard. You're so they would be it. sitting out here in this green, grassy courtyard that's right up, right in front of the stage. Yep. Okay. That's right. They just set up anywhere they want, um, as far back as you want or as close as you want. Okay. Uh, so that's seating. We have concessions available. Uh, we generally have water, or coke, and some candy. Sometimes we have nachos. Uh, this next show that we're doing with Curtis Grimes, we're actually going to be bringing a. Um, food truck. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. So they're going to park right outside, right off of Staple Street. Okay. We're going to have that. Um, sometimes we have vendors come. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll bring arts and crafts and things like that that you can look at and, and buy. And um, in the past, we've even given away free pizza. And All right. Like I said, it's a it's a real family atmosphere mm -hmm. and it, it it's very intimate. So um, it's never been about making money. It's okay. always been about, uh, the, we have a little bit of a different philosophy as far as that we're not here to be a business okay. per se. Mm -hmm. uh, I do, we do need to cover our costs, sure. um, but this has always been about providing a venue uh, for musicians and uh, to promote art in our city. Um, and uh, absolutely, so back to amenities, mm -hmm. sorry about that. That's all right. Um, so yes, we have chairs. Sometimes we won't have chairs, depends okay. on the show. Sometimes there'll be a barricade. Okay. Um, if we know that we're expecting a lot of people, mm -hmm. uh, we'll put a barricade up in front and then we can just do standing room okay. only. Uh, but most of the shows that we have are, uh, are lawn chairs and you can also bring your own lawn chair. Okay. Um, our, kit, our, our, our shows are all uh, family friendly shows. Mm -hmm. So there's not a single show here that you ever have to be worried about hey, is the content going to be appropriate for my kids? Um, so we also have, as a, as a rule, and we've had this ever since we started, mm -hmm. uh, that 12 and under get in free. Okay. And the reason for that is we want to promote live music to the next generation. Mm -hmm. We for want sure, kids sure. to come out and enjoy live music. And, it, and it's as, as much as a learned mm -hmm. skill to do that um, as, as anything. And I, I think that's one of the things we identified early on in Corpus Christi. There was a lot of... There's a lot of places to go listen to music. Right. Uh, I would even say there's a lot of places to go experience music, mm -hmm. but there wasn't a lot of places to listen to music. And it's a uh, good distinction. Yeah. As a musician, I, I I remember early on when I when I came down here, most of the places that I could go and play were either restaurants 
mm -hmm. uh, where you have a loud dining room and people are there for the food. They're not sure, there to listen right, to music. Right. You are an add-on. And, and while that's its own kind of thing, that was one of the venues that I was able to play, right? And then there's bars, right. um, which is a little bit more, you know, people are listening to the music to some degree, but they're also drinking. Mm -hmm. They're also... Uh, socializing right. and generally when people uh, you know drink alcohol they get pretty chatty right. and and so the focus is taken off of the art mm -hmm. and so uh, I wanted personally if if I was going to go out and play at a venue I wanted a place where I could share my stories and share the art uh, with right. people and because that as an artist that inspires me um, to be able, I mean, that's the whole point. You make these things, you, you spend Absolutely. time doing Absolutely this, and is. you immediately start thinking, who can I share mm -hmm. this with? Uh, and so the churchyard has become kind of that environment. Uh, we don't, uh, back to logistics, we don't serve alcohol. Okay. Um, we are, it's not that we're opposed to alcohol. Like I said, the, the point there is more along the lines of, we want this to be a listening space. Right. And uh, if the focus becomes, uh, drinking and hanging out with your friends, then there's other places for that. There are. There lots are. Of, lots of other true. places. But uh, you wouldn't have that kind of a situation like, say, at a house concert. Right. Right. Now, in the future, uh, I, could, I could absolutely see us doing some kind of a beer and wine kind of mm -hmm. thing where if it was kept in moderation, and, and, and our patrons have been so good about this. Like, I have, I have no... Uh, reservations mm -hmm. that at all that they would be respectful of the of what's going on on the stage and, and drink responsibly and all that but for now right now uh, we are a non-alcoholic venue do you find that most patrons are are audiophiles are they really coming for the experience of listening to the music and to the artist or do you find that they're looking for an opportunity to take their families out to experience something together do you see a distinction between the two characteristics I just gave, or yeah. kind of what is your typical patron? That's a great question. Um, I can tell you it wasn't what I expected. Okay. What did you expect? Uh, when I first, uh, well, being that this is a, that we're on the grounds of a church, right. uh, my first thought was that the people who would come out would be the church folks, okay. right? Um, and they did for a while. Okay. Uh, and, and some of them are regular patrons. Uh, but that, ironically hasn't been my primary audience uh, what we found is there's uh there's a there's a whole other community within corpus christi mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of the folks who will go to the farmer's market and the, okay. the folks who are very city uh city positive mm -hmm. um like um first i think it's first fridays, first fridays right that 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 uh that community okay. a lot of those people have latched onto the churchyard and so they and and so i think those those folks love opportunities to do things in the city they love things that are promoting art in the city uh, and they want to I, I almost feel like sometimes they maybe identify with our vision a little bit with um, promoting good art in Corpus Christi and creating atmospheres where people can come out and do that now with okay. that said so those folks are coming maybe for those reasons okay uh, then you've got another group of people you know uh, date night it's just yeah. such a fantastic <laughs> space Absolutely for true. date night like if it's 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 a really cool vibey kind of a mm -hmm. kind of a place kind of a space and so um i can see that that we we've had a lot of folks who come out for that and then there's also the family you know the family i'd, I'd say is promoted pretty well with you know the, the the tickets being free for 12 and under 
Um, we've got you know playscapes and things for, for people to play before and after shows. Uh, we ask them not to play during the show because we want people to help train their kids to right. sit and listen yeah. and and be attentive and respectful to an sure. artist on stage. So complicated thing for a kid to learn. So but all in all, we've got sure. a very wide range, a wide range of patrons, um, and but but all across the board. Uh, they have been very respectful and caught the vision mm -hmm. of this is a listening room environment and um, especially for shows that lends itself to that now granted sometimes we will have a show that is not a listening room okay. environment it is a show right and it, it's it's a spectacle mm -hmm. and, and it's it's loud and raucous and right. and, and that that Good. is that but is you know we are counting on our patrons to look and vet the shows that they would like to come to and, and not come to the ones that they don't want, right? Uh, if, they want to, if they want that kind of experience, um, I try to give out all the information. Uh, we have bios on the artists that mm -hmm. we bring here so that when you show up, you know what this is going to be and what it's not going to be. So are the artists predominantly local? Or are they regional, national, statewide? Where do you, who are they? Where do you find them? I know, for example, you've had Lloyd Maines and Natalie Hendricks which is a very prominent Terry. Or Terry, Terry Hendricks, thank yeah. you, sorry. Which is a very prominent touring right. group, I guess, for lack of a better word. But they're songwriters. And I know that you've had the Corpus Christi songwriters here. Right. What other acts have you had and other artists have you had here? Great question. So um, all of the above, regional, national, local, okay. uh, we, we've had all of those. So when we, when we started this, I personally have never, uh, had never been in any kind of a promoter situation and I was immediately thrust into that situation <laughs> when I started out from behind the microphone yeah, into the crowd into the sure. crowd now, well not not just in the crowd like I the, I'm I'm a email warrior is what I am okay. I, I spend a lot of time online uh, finding acts that I think would be good at the churchyard and then dealing with their uh, their management and um, Sometimes that can be really tricky. There's a lot of there's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of riders to fulfill. Okay. Uh, us being an outdoor venue, uh, many artists are uh, having their contract. They won't play outside. Really? Um, yeah, there's a lot of stipulations, like that has to be a covered stage, has mm -hmm. to be all of that stuff, which I totally understand, um, and 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 we're happy to try to meet those requirements. But. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes. So I, I, I learned pretty quickly this was a lot more than I had bargained for. When <laughs> a lot I, of moving uh, parts. Yeah, and it's grown. You know, okay. in the beginning it was, oh, well, we know some guys who can play music. Right. You know? And then when they weren't available, I'd do it. <laughs> <You know>? and, <laughs> it's uh, nice to have that skill set. That's right. Yeah, we have backup. And then uh, pretty early on, actually, we got hooked up with the Corpus Christi Songwriters. Okay. And the CC Songwriters uh, kind of was founded by Jimmy Wilden and David Martinez and kind of came out of the, uh, the surf club, the executive surf club uh, okay. community downtown Corpus Christi. And all those guys are all musicians, and I became kind of friends with them for, after a while. In fact, uh, it was, I think it was Jimmy Wilden who kept reaching out to me. He's like, hey, you should come to our open mic night. And, I hadn't I hadn't done it in a long time and I ended up going down there one night and I ended up playing some original music and and I had such a good time it really inspired me uh, that I started hanging out with these guys and, mm -hmm. and really uh, getting on board with their vision and, and and part of that was having them come here to the churchyard and so what we do is we participate in their uh, they have a quarterly showcase I believe okay 
uh, so uh, musician spotlight kind of thing. Right. All local talent, all original music. And is that where they, I'll say, bounce around to different venues where you can go to different venues and find them at different locations? That's different. Okay. That's part of the Corpus Christi Songwriting Festival. Festival. Okay. And that's a new thing. We just had our second year of that. Um, and that what, what that is, it's uh, kind of like South by Southwest is to Austin, where you have many, many multiple venues open up to ho like the whole city hosts okay uh, and so you have lots of different artists in lots of different places and you can buy like a wristband and you can go to all of those shows um, or you can just show up the door and buy a ticket to one show or, or whatnot but CC songwriters started to put something on like that uh, and the churchyard was the um, was the kickoff for okay. that so the very first showcase of the 2019 Corpus Christi songwriting festival uh, was hosted here at the churchyard, and they brought in this last time. They brought in um, oh, who was it? It was Walt Wilkins, sure. and he was from Austin. No, from Austin, yeah. And and uh, uh, and a few other uh, songwriters, mm -hmm. and myself among them. I was able to. I was asked to play, and awesome. I was honored to do Very so. Very flattering. So, anyway, so the the CC songwriters uh, that would kind of represent most of our local stuff, and and what they are so great at is each of these local artists have a certain amount of following and people who, who really like to listen to their music. So mm -hmm. they bring a certain amount of patrons with them. And then what we try to do is uh, we started looking outside. We started looking at the surrounding areas around Corpus Christi. But most of our talent, I'd say, uh, has come primarily from Austin. Okay. Um, and that makes sense because I'm from Austin. I know mm -hmm. I have more connections in Austin. Um, but what's happened as a, as a result of that, and Terry Hendricks and Lloyd Maines are, are, are awesome. Well, they're actually out of San Marcos, okay. uh, which is just south of Austin. But uh, we've had, uh, you know, Terry and Lloyd have been, have been super helpful to come down and help us get, they, I think they were our very first uh, regional show that really? we ever did. Yeah, they came down and this was years ago. Um, Starting off with a prominent duo. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I, I would be remiss not to mention uh, a good friend of ours uh, who owns House of Rock, and his name's Casey Lane. He he actually had a, a lot to do with this, believe it or not. He, uh, when I first moved to Corpus Christi, one of the first places I played at was House of Rock. Right. And uh, and Casey, I believe, is from Austin. Okay. Uh, moved from Austin, came down, started House of Rock. And, uh, and he was kind enough to, and, and he hosts all sorts of acts, uh, singer-songwriter stuff too, and he's also been prominent in helping the CC songwriters. Um, so really city-positive, really music-positive guy. So I became friends with him and uh, immediately reached out, when we first opened the churchyard, I, I reached out to him for advice. I said, hey, help me to do this. I Good don't to go to know the top, what I'm doing. Sure. Go right to the top yeah. for that advice, Absolutely. What do I do? What does a contract look like? Mm -hmm. What am I looking for? You know, what happens when they send this to me? You know, and do, do I need to send it back with this deposit? And how, 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 do, it, how do I interpret the language of, a, uh, of artist management and, uh, and booking agents and things like that? And so he uh, graciously helped, helped me draft a offer sheet where when I book a band, let's say I'm booking Terry and Lloyd, since mm -hmm. we're using them as an example, I will send her a sheet that has a breakdown of the show. I will say, this show has, we are going to guarantee to pay you this much to okay. come down. And then anything above a certain percentage, uh, I'm sorry, once we've met our, our, our expenses mm -hmm. for putting the show on, 
anything above that we will go into a percent and the artist will take such and such percent and the house will take the other percent and and since the beginning I think all the percents have always been very very highly in favor of the artist um, but again like I said we're not kind of doing it for the money here right. we, we want this to be a place especially in the beginning where musicians want to come here they know that they're gonna get a they're gonna have a fantastic time at the churchyard and I and I think part of that is birthed out of the fact that I'm in that camp you know like that I, that under, I understand sure. the world of the musician and, mm. and what it's like to be on that you know traveling going to a place a place that you don't know right that may or may uh, not have a good crowd it may or it may, not or may not have a good sound system sure. you don't know what you're gonna get um, so what we're trying to develop here and with the range of artists that we've had is we want we want our first of all our artists to feel taken care of uh, they yeah. are they are the the lifeblood of this place really uh, we're here to celebrate what they do and and take part in it they're sharing it with mm -hmm. us and so we as the audience are really the beneficiaries here uh, and so we want to, we want our artists to be taken care of we want a respectful environment for them when they play Absolutely we don't true, want yeah. it to be loud or we want them to be paid attention to so that's huge um, we want them to know that they're going to get top-notch sound and and that's where the other part of my background comes in uh, as an audio engineer I, and, and, and in Austin as well I spent 10 years working in a recording studio in Austin and have done you know I guess now probably 20 years of live sound okay or so um, so in this space that help kind of ease some of their concerns exactly yeah. so it, it, it helps we do in-house in production we can we can handle uh, very large requirements uh, small intimate requirements we can satisfy pretty much most riders that that uh, for this size of a space uh, that we have to satisfy so um, when it comes to when it comes to that when it comes to our philosophy for for the art at the churchyard I, 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 I liken it to something I call the uh, the monitor engineer approach. <laughs> okay, and, what is that? Uh, so, okay, so I used to teach audio engineering at uh, Del Mar College Del Mar, okay. for a while. And one of the things that you learn right off the bat is there's, there's two types of engineers in a live situation, at least two types of engineers in a live sound reinforcement situation. You have a front of house engineer who's the guy mm -hmm. most people see. He's out in the in the crowd kind of looks and like a DJ he yeah he's mixing for the audience okay he mixes and, and and creates and recreates sound through the loudspeakers for the audience and then there's the behind the scenes guy and he's the monitor engineer well the monitor engineer uh, mixes sound for the band who has to hear and so whether it's in-ear monitors or stage monitors or like wedges on the stage um, what I found as a monitor engineer in different situations is the better you mix for the band, the better the band plays for the audience. Interesting. So the uh, front of house engineer actually gets to benefit from the monitor engineer's right. hard work. That makes sense. Um, and, and so does everybody. Mm -hmm. it, think of the artist as the source. Right? Okay. The artist is, the art is the nucleus. Mm -hmm. And when you create a space that that art can come out, and, it, and, there, and if the artist is having a good time, they're enjoying themselves and they can hear everything, uh, then that art comes out well, and uh, 
and then we get to reproduce that to the front of house to the audience. So when the artist is having a good time, everybody's <laughs> having like a good time. Happy, everybody's happy. That's right. Yeah. And so that's kind of the philosophy I try to cater to here at the churchyard. Yeah. I, I, it needs to be first about the the artist and them having a comfortable space to work in, and then everybody benefits from that. So I know you have a new season getting started here pretty soon. Who's coming up in the first few shows and? Uh, what can people do to find out more about who's coming up for the churchyard? Sure. Uh, yeah, we have, um, I think, about four, four shows in the queue right now for okay. our season. Uh, first one coming up is Curtis Grimes, which is All a right, Texas yeah. country artist. And uh, he has, to my knowledge, been in Corpus a few times. So uh, he's pretty well known here. We're expecting a pretty good crowd for that. Imagine That's that'll probably, be a good turnout. Yeah. yeah, it's probably going to be one of those ones where we don't do the lawn chairs. Okay. Probably have standing room only for that show build a big sound system. Uh, Texas country is very much like rock and roll <laughs> right. with a twang. So it's, lots of loudness. It's, uh, yeah, lots of loudness. Uh, but a good time all the way Absolutely. around. So we're looking for that. We're looking forward, forward to that. Um, and then we have, off the top of my head, I know that we're going to take a couple months in the summer off. And part of that is, like I mentioned before, it's the season, right? Mm -hmm. So in the two hottest months of the summer, two or three hottest months of the summer, we just take a break. Uh, like I said, we don't need to make money. It's not a business like that. So we try to just book shows in the good times of the month. Mm -hmm. So uh, when we get into the fall season, we are inviting back uh, Brennan Lee and Noel McKay. Uh, Brennan Lee is actually a good friend of mine who I met in Austin in a recording studio. I was an engineer and she came in to record um, and I, I was so intrigued uh, by the stuff that she was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, she came over and had dinner with us, me and my wife after and, and got to know her that way. I didn't know Noel at the time but they're a duo that were living in Austin and, and they have come down and done a show, actually they've done two shows for us. Um, and they are so good, uh, really, really, really top-notch uh, as a duo. And then the second time they came, they came as a band called the High Plains Jamboree. Okay. Uh, so it, it was a kind of an old-timey uh, single microphone, upright bass, uh, mandolin, guitar, violin, fiddle. You Pretty know, folksy? Kind of very folksy, okay. uh, but all original. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I, I, ha I haven't mentioned. 99.9% uh, .9 of the music that is done at the churchyard is original music. Is that intentional or is that? That is, okay. that is intentional, yeah. We want people to create art mm -hmm. um, and we want to inspire people to create art. And I think you can go to a lot of different places in town and hear cover, cover songs. And there's nothing against cover songs. Mm -hmm. Cover songs are, are wonderful. It's an honor to be able to play another person's music and Very present true. it. The problem, though, is sometimes when you uh, when you do when you create a culture of cover musicians, uh, the audience gets so used to hearing things that they know mm -hmm. that um, that's all they want, right? This oh, play this song. I mean, how many times have you been to Freebird? Right, right, you know, free like, free, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the same same right, in every right. every venue, right? So it takes. It, it, it takes time to develop a culture that will listen to original music because it's harder to listen to original music than it is to cover music. Oh, I know that song. It immediately makes me feel right. good because I have feelings of nostalgia Absolutely and, and true. everything yeah, that, that comes with it. Floods you of memories. And so when you, when you have a culture that is used to just listening to cover music, 
then, then you have to teach them uh, how to listen to live music. Uh, when I was living in Austin, that was one of the things I noticed right off the bat. They have done that. They've done such a good job of that. Uh, when people go out on the strip on 6th, you, you go out with the expectation that you're going to hear something you've never heard yes. before. I'm going to go experience something new. I'm going to be exposed to a story I've never heard or an art form that is new to me or something like that. So what we're trying to do on a small scale is do that here. We, 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 that's the reason behind the you know, mostly original music. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So um, Brennan Lee and Noel McKay are, are, are coming back and they actually have since moved to Nashville and they are basing out of Nashville now. So they're traveling all the way down from from Tennessee mm -hmm. to, to come spend an evening with us. And that's are they coming the back fall. with the full band or are they coming no. back as the duet? As a duo, okay. yeah. Uh, which is probably, uh, I mean, they're, they're my favorite. They're my favorite duo. Uh, such, a, such a good duo. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, we've got a bluegrass band coming from really? Austin called Wood and & Wire. And they are fantastic. Um, hand-picked we really deliberated <laughs> we really deliberated on on what we wanted bluegrass because it okay. just fits so well with the space right uh, and a lot of the patrons resonate with that kind of kind of music and and so we we researched and looked around and uh, and that band just rose to the top uh, they are a fantastic bluegrass band. So it's a it's a full-fledged bluegrass party is what it is <laughs> <laughs> it's a great description yeah a lot of banjo a lot of banjo <laughs> and 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 pretty uh, pretty amazing musicianship mm -hmm. coming out of those guys. And I believe this is unconfirmed yet. I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Plankenhorn is okay. uh, hopefully going to join us for that event. Uh, we've got some some information out to him about it, and he would also be coming from Austin. And he's another fantastic musician who who we'd uh, you know be splitting that bill with. So. Great. Well, now that it's broadcast on the world on the Echo yes, podcast, Jeff, I'm sure Jeff will be here. I hope you're here. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Perfect. So, how can people find out more about the churchyard? Where do they go to buy tickets? What's the best way to follow the churchyard? Best way to follow the churchyard is uh, through our website or through social media. Uh, Facebook. We have a, a, a Facebook profile. Uh, that has all the upcoming events and okay. uh, any pertinent information. Facebook is good because it's it's easy to update for right. for us. Like it's easy to make a post. Hey, the weather is not looking so good tonight. Mm -hmm. This is what we're gonna do. Uh, another thing I forgot to mention is the churchyard being in the churchyard. Uh, we have a great alternative for shows that get rained out. We have a. Uh, a B venue, right. which is right inside the sanctuary, right next <laughs> exactly. door to us, sixty yards away. Which, when the when the music lends itself to that and is appropriate for that, mm -hmm. um, we always have that option, and that has been, and we've done it before. We've used that before. Uh, we have actually two. We also have a fellowship hall here that we've used for smaller shows. Right. Uh, so, I'm sorry. What were we talking about? We were talking where to about find where to find the churchyard. That's right. So, so our the, website is thechurchyardcc.com. Okay, thechurchyardcc.com. The church yeah, cc.com. Uh, you can find links to that on social media and Facebook and such. Uh, on there, on the website, you will find bios for all the artists that we are up and coming, uh, ticket links where you can purchase the tickets online. Uh, you have history, like who has been at the churchyard. There's video, sorry, video links to the artists who are coming. Okay. Uh, 
You can find uh, about us with pictures and you know our story, mm -hmm. where the churchyard kind of originated from, and our philosophy. A lot of the stuff that we've just been talking about. Oh, great. Uh, but it's a great tool uh, for somebody who's prospectively coming to check out a show at the churchyard. So what? This will be, this will be the final question for you today. So what is something that you're excited about, either about Corpus Christi or about the churchyard in particular? Oh goodness, let me think about that. Excited about that. I'm excited about. Um, Corpus Christi developing into a culture that honors art uh, that that can um, I, I I believe that art points us to God I believe that good art uh, reminds us that there is a great artist mm -hmm. who created everything and my that, that is my philosophy of life and so I think that uh, no matter what style of art or no matter what, uh, in what way it's packaged, uh, truth, goodness, and beauty will shine through uh, if it's there. And we want to promote that. Um, and so in a sense, I, I hope that the, the churchyard will become associated uh, with that. I hope that the churchyard mm -hmm. is hopefully on the forefront of, of a cultural change in Corpus Christi that really draws people not just to entertainment yeah. but to um, the deeply satisfying uh, soul reviving kind of uh, experience that art can can bring out us in us well that's the best thing I can imagine finishing on for today so thank you so much for coming on the podcast I Absolutely. really appreciate your time thank you for having me. thank you Stephen really ended our conversation on the perfect note. The beauty of creating art can be so much more than just the art. I'm very grateful to Stephen for visiting with us about The Churchyard. Be sure to find their website at thechurchyardcc.com and follow them on Facebook at The Churchyard CC. And don't forget to follow us on social too at Echo Corpus. Thank you to our infrastructure partners, The Sound Guys, Clint Tucker Homes, and Sawyer Audiology. And thank you listeners for taking time to listen. Mm -hmm.